0: Welcome to the Parasha Philosophy series on the Jewish Philosophy Podcast. In this series, I consider a major question on the weekly Parasha from some of the classic works of Jewish philosophy. I develop the question and consider some possible routes towards the solution. Enjoy! Around 4,000 years ago, a young Abraham looked up at the starry Mesopotamian skies and began to wonder. All around him, Humankind was beginning to thrive, cities joining together to form civilizations. Creativity, art and beauty were everywhere. Aesthetic brilliance lighting up history for the first time. But despite all of these advancements, young Abraham's soul was not settled. He had questions, problems, mysteries that he felt had to be solved. And over time, these questions, these wonders, somehow turned into a discovery a discovery that was perhaps the most significant in the history of humankind. Abraham discovered God. Finding God would affect the lives of billions of people throughout history. When King Solomon built the temple in 957 BCE, he did it for the God of Abraham. When Emperor Constantine converted to Christianity in 337 AD, he did it for the God of Abraham. And when Muhammad conquered Mecca in 629 AD, he did it for the God of Abraham. Abraham. Until today, Abraham's discovery of God surely is the most important discovery humanity has made, and perhaps that humanity could ever make. Now, what exactly was it that led Abraham to God? Although everyone seems to agree that Abraham's questions about the universe somehow led him to God, the exact circumstances of this discovery are under dispute between two of the greatest Jewish philosophers of all time, as I will now explore. The first explanation of how Abraham's questions led him to God can be found in the first chapter of Maimonides' laws of idol worship. After giving a brief history of the origins of idol worship, Maimonides tells us how Abraham discovered God. He writes, As soon as this giant Abraham was weaned, he began to busy his mind. In his infancy, he began to think by day and by night, and he would encounter this enigma. How is it possible? that this planet, i.e. the sun, should continuously be in motion and have no leader, and who, indeed, causes it to revolve, it being impossible that it should revolve itself. Moreover, he neither had a teacher, nor one to teach him, for he was sunk in Ur of, Chalde- of the Chaldeans, among the foolish worshippers of the stars, and his father and his mother, like all the people, worshipped stars, and he, although following them in their worship, worshipped, busies his heart and reflects until he attains the path of truth. And by his correct thinking, he understood when he finally saw the line of righteousness. He knew that there is one God. He leads the planet. He created everything. And in all that there is, there is no God apart from him. He knew that the whole world was in error and that the thing which caused them to err was their worshipping the stars and the images brought about the loss of truth from their consciousness. And when Abraham was 40 years old, he recognised his creator. In other words, in Maimonides' view, it was immense philosophical reflection that led Abraham to God. As Dr. Avi Kaddish neatly summarises, according to Maimonides, Abraham vanquished idolatry through the power of his mind by considering the implications of the heavens and the way they function. This is Maimonides' view. It is worthwhile noting that the way Maimonides sees Abraham's discovery of God through this philosophical approach is certainly consistent with Maimonides' general outlook that reflection on metaphysical truths is a necessary condition for ultimate connection to God. It is interesting that Maimonides sees Abraham, Avraham Avinu, as the founder of this philosophical approach. However, one of the Rambam's, Maimonides' most significant critics, the 14th century philosopher Chastai Kreshkas, gives an entirely different understanding of Abraham's discovery of God the questions and the wonders that led Abraham to God, in Kreshkas' view, were completely different circumstances the way the Rambam sees it. In the final part of the first chapter of his magnum opus, Ora Hashem, the light of the Lord, Kreshkas explains as follows. He begins by quoting a very interesting Midrash. Someone was passing from place to place and saw a palace illuminated. He said, will you say this palace has no governor? The master of the palace peeped out to him. He said to him, I am the master of the palace. Thus, because our father Abraham would say, will you say this world has no governor? The Holy One, blessed be he, peeped out to him and said to him, I am the master of the world. In other words, says Rav even though he inclined towards the truth, he didn't leave all doubt behind until the light of the Lord emanated to him, and that's his prophecy. Notice how for Kreshkas, God revealed himself to Abraham, to Abraham. Abraham had to experience God in order to be aware of his existence. Whereas according to Maimonides, philosophical reflection alone was sufficient. So on the one hand, we have Maimonides' philosophical approach, that Abraham, Abraham was able to reach knowledge of God by simple philosophical reflection. Whereas on Kreshkas' view, Maybe the questions opened up the path towards God, but ultimately prophecy was necessary. The light of the Lord was necessary for Abraham for Abraham to have knowledge of God. These two different approaches to the origins of Abraham's belief in God set forth two entirely different approaches in Jewish philosophy. For some, philosophical reflection is what brings them closer to God and, their, and their, brings them closer to God and their religion. Whereas for others, experiencing God is necessary. Some feel that philosophical speculation distances us from God, when God becomes nothing more than a philosophical proposition. Whereas for others, there is nothing objective in grounding our connection to God and our experiences, when everyone has very different experiences of God and spirituality. Either way, it is clear that these two approaches, the philosophical approach and the experiential approach of God, are present in Jewish philosophy and possibly were present in our forefather Abraham as well.